Um, I was thinking about this, how, um, well, I've been trying to sort of start booking gigs myself, Mm -hmm. but like, I don't, how do you get over the fact that you're like, hey, I make music, you should pay me. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a, you have to throw it out there. I think, um. Most of the time, gigs who are going to pay you are just like, how much do you charge? Yeah. Um, And you give them a price. Um, If they don't talk money, they're not going to pay you and stop that conversation immediately. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, so I think just, like, being up front that you're serious about it and Mm -hmm. you're worth it, you know, like, making a solid EPK, which I'm sure you either, yeah, yeah. yeah, you have, um, and sending it out there. Mm Mm-hmm getting it out there because i also feel like i don't know it's really difficult nowadays being uh well i mean i guess it's probably always been but it's it's a different sphere in the before it was kind of like if you get signed onto a label like that's where your thing exists Mm -hmm. and you you sort of that's Promotion is built into the yeah, machine, right? But now it's like everything is, everyone is a product. Everyone right. is it's a pretty freelance thing. now. <laughs> now that it's not the 1950s. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know. Like, what do you think the future of that is? Is it just always going to be like? Yeah, I just listened to this one mm-hmm. person I discovered on Bandcamp or. Are there still heavy hitters? Will there be a Taylor Swift of tomorrow? I don't know. I kind of, like, this is going to sound pessimistic. I think we're all doomed. I think think the future of music is um, one-hit wonders. And, Mm. you know, like, um, I think you really have to sell yourself Mm. now if you want people to pursue you. Yeah. um, And... Be dedicated fans. I read once that it only takes a thousand um, dedicated fans that are willing to spend, I think, ten dollars on you, or maybe a hundred dollars on you. I can't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you'll be able to be a successful musician. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of things that aren't music related that take building that. Yeah. And that's what I'm not good at. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible at all social media and internet things, which is how you get them. Um, also, like, going at your gig and afterwards talking yeah, to people, yeah. which is so scary. <laughs> because you just, like, bared your heart and soul to them. And now they're just like, do you do you want me to buy you a beer? <laughs> right. You know? And so. And and that's something else that's, like, weird for me. Because, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to break in. But it's... One, I have two jobs, and I am working on a master's degree, mm-hmm. so time is not yeah. really something that I have. <laughs> yeah, you're a busy bee. Um, but then, like, everything starts at, like, 10. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, I I don't know. I don't know. And, I like, have I'll, a lot of time. So. Right, right. And I'll, I'll, like, whenever I can, I'll, I'll go to things, but it's just, jeez. Right. I, I have to go home. I have class in the morning. Like that's that's right. a that's still a thing. I'm but, gonna ask you an interviewee question. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, this what, is a conversation. Yeah. So like, what are you? 
what do you want to do with music if you're pursuing your master's and you probably don't want to <laughs> be, like, a rock star, you know? Well. Unless you do. That's cool. Yeah, you can do it all. But. There's sort of, like, it's sort of vaguely become two things. I went into music production because I wanted to compose music for video games. Mm-hmm. I still want to compose music for video games. Yeah. Um, but it's also I am falling somewhere in between because uh, whenever I graduated high school, I was like, I want to just be like a singer. And mm-hmm. that's what that was going to be. Right. Um but then I had also, like, never taken a voice lesson in my life. And so mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, let's go for it. And like, <laughs> hey, you weren't accepted into music performance at UCO because mm-hmm. you don't know how to sing. Oh, and no. Like, oh, yeah, that's, that sure like, is oh, a thing. Oh, right. Uh, <laughs> you have to sing to be a singer. <laughs> so, like, the dream of, like, being an artist was sort of put away for a bit. Mm-hmm. And then it became... For a little bit, it was like, do a music teacher, but then if you want to be an artist and that works out, that's cool too, but, right. you know, be a music teacher. Yeah. Um, and then once I came here for production and I do I was doing a lot more songwriting and composition as well, it's mm-hmm. kind of like both. Right. So... Um, People like I don't really listen to Frank Zappa, but right. but Frank Zappa has like singer songwriter music and like rock music, yeah. but he also has composed chamber music, right? Um, and that's something that I really like. I'm really into that. Yeah. Um, and so not being anywhere. In specifically, like, oh, I'm, you know, a composer, whatever Mm -hmm. that means, Mm -hmm. or I'm a musician, whatever that means. Yeah. It's a bit of both. Um, So I think just making music and whatever that turns into, Mm -hmm. whether it be I'm making music for a video game or a film score or putting yeah. out an album it's all the same thing i still make music yeah you're still <laughs> like that's what you're like doing and stuff I, I really respect that i think that's kind of what um the same vibe um dr pants had going into it is yeah, yeah. He just kind of like wanted to do it all and like mm-hmm. you can do it all yeah. you know i don't <laughs> i don't see why people or musicians want to put like like, I'm a touring musician only. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do it all if you can. Yeah, you know, yeah. if you have enough time, <laughs> do it all. Um, and and that's something that's kind of the conversation I was having with Rosalind is that mm-hmm. whenever you put yourself in a genre, then you're kind of stuck there. Yeah. And it, it really sucks because if you want to go anywhere else, mm-hmm. you're just like, uh, well, can I just – Either people change their names or get with different groups or whatever it might be. Right. It it just becomes really difficult to do that. Yeah. But that's why I sort of have been trying to do the opposite of that. And it's yeah, like, just my name is all. Santiago Ramones. <laughs> I do anything and everything. Right. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I've definitely kind of dug myself into this weird, like, folk <laughs> indie thing that I'm not sure 
I, I would love to be an indie rock musician, but mm. I'm probably not cool enough. So <laughs> um, I definitely don't know enough on guitar to I'm do it. I'm pretty sure every indie rock musician is like, oh, I'm, I'm not cool enough. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Good, so I'm on the right track. Right, you know? like uh, um, Death Guy for Cutie has been like one of my favorite bands oh my for goodness, a yes. long time. But like Ben Gibbard is still kind of an awkward dude. Mm-hmm. Like he's been famous for a long time now, but he's still kind of an awkward dude. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, he's he is cool. I don't know. He, he is cool. Yeah, but, but he is just like like I don't know. I think it's dope to see him on like I've never seen him live, but like right, right. on videos and stuff to just kind of like be living in it. Um, but I don't <laughs> think that if you were ever like in an elevator with him and you're like, "So how's your day?" and he'd be like, "Good, fine, good," yeah, <laughs> you exactly. know, like be super weird about it. Right, and maybe he's probably more used to it now since he's had to deal with, you know, uh, random fans that go yeah. up to him and be like, "Your <laughs> oh music has touched my soul," <laughs> and it's like, "Cool, we're beyond small talk right now." Right. <laughs> <We're> <laughs> Gosh dang it! I just wanted to talk about the weather. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's actually the opposite with me. Like, I don't really enjoy small talk. Right. Like, I was I was a cashier at Sprouts for a little while. Oh, my goodness. Um, yeah. And that is... Just small talk. That is just small talk. Yeah. And, well, I'm sure you know, too. You cut Being hair. Being a hairdresser, so. that's all <laughs> I get all day. And uh, I'm actually... But I know you can't tell because I'm talking really fast and like, <laughs> you know, but I'm super introverted. Mm. And so small talk is about as far as I want to go with some people, you yeah. know. I mean, there's every every now and then you get somebody who's just like good vibes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, they're just like so aliens. And you're like, <laughs> okay, this is going to be a good day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'm super comfortable with small talk for the most part, unless it's like about about the weather or the news or something, because I probably didn't watch it. <laughs> right. Well, maybe lately small talk is dying because the talk is not small anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, how about that weather? Climate change. (laughs) Yeah. Hey, how about the news? Like, we're all going to die. Oh, great. So there's... (laughs) Death is inevitable. (laughs) Yeah, there is no small talk anymore. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, I mean, I'm sort of incapable of small talk now I have a podcast where I talk to people about right. shit. So <laughs> just skip it all and go straight to the good stuff. Yeah, yeah. But since you brought it up, aliens? Aliens? <laughs> Hell yes. Why? Why would there be? I think about this a lot, so mm. this is kind of embarrassing. Go but for it. But like, we're in a universe, and there's probably other life in this universe. Mm-hmm. But like, what are black holes? What is everything? <laughs> you know, like there's probably a completely different universe and I kind of believe in like parallel universe or mm. like you know like or you know yeah, yeah. the upside down or whatever <laughs> <laughs> I kind of think that's maybe not with aliens and stuff like that but like I don't know who knows it could be yeah something or like maybe there's 14 other Maddies doing a podcast right now <laughs> doing a much better job um I don't know yeah I think aliens are real I think everything which do you, is do you what? know about multiverse theory I don't. Um, So multiverse theory is basically like there's an infinite number of alternate universes. It's it's the multiverse, Um, which infinity is a hard concept to grasp. But Mm -hmm. um, this is a fun fact I've stated on the podcast now like three times. But (laughs) 
There are infinities larger than other infinities. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can't. My brain, I can't even understand how there's, like, has to be a beginning to everything. Mm. Or an, it, it, time? What is that? <laughs> like, it's crazy. Right. Well, if you consider relativity, because Einstein was like, hey, how about this? And then broke everything. <laughs> um, because relativity is, like, it's just a formula. It's, it's mm-hmm. E equals MC squared. But it. What it says is that time, not necessarily, but time right. moves differently with different energy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so time goes by slightly faster on the sun than it does on Pluto, for example. Weird, There's uh... more energy near the sun and more mass. Oh, my God. And so time is relatively faster. So, okay, I have a, <laughs> I have a question. If you weren't getting burned up alive on the sun, would you be aging super quickly, you think? Um, I suppose, yeah. Oh. Uh, I mean, it, it depends how relative um, because once you're getting to – because the sun – in, in the span in the vast expanse of the universe, mm-hmm. the sun is, is not that big. Right, right. Uh, it's it's huge to us, but it's not that big. Right. <laughs> um, but to some of like the biggest stars or whatever, you mm-hmm. could just be like orbiting one of the biggest stars, yeah. and you'll you won't be aging necessarily rapidly. Like you'll be you you'll be perceiving time mm-hmm. the same way like normal. Right. But whenever you would go back to Earth It'd be like so many years. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh my gosh. Have you ever seen Interstellar? Yeah, yeah. Wow. And and that's what they were blows my mind. Right. Yeah. Because they were in between two black holes and so there's there's a whole lot of energy and mass Mm -hmm. near black holes. Right. Um or was it suns? It doesn't matter. A lot of energy and mass. And so every minute spent on that planet was seven years wow. in Earth time. That's crazy. <laughs> that is so crazy. And that yeah, that's scientifically sound. So <laughs> I mean, and like, okay, so I'm not saying that I would ever go to space or mm. that like I don't know, maybe you would go to space, but like, would you jump into a black hole? Because I kind of feel like I might. <laughs> if like, if I was done, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I, I know what you mean. Like, I don't know. <laughs> like, if you were about to die. Or, yeah, yeah. Well, if I'm yeah. like, all right, so I'm like, you know, 112, whatever. You know, yeah. Since medicine's going to be whatever at that point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like, I feel pretty good. I'm mm-hmm. good to go. And if, if I have the means, like, sure. Yeah. Let's see what's up. Right. <laughs> what if you jump into it and then you, I don't know, you're like, Next thing you know, you're coming out of another mom's potato. Yeah. And then, like, it all starts back over. I don't know. That's where mm-hmm. um, religion kind of gets all, exactly. like, crazy for me is because I'm very, like, one of your three things. Uh, maybe I'm wrong, but I, mm. like, I don't know. who Who's God's God? Does he mm. have one? Um, yeah. But I feel um, like that was really off topic. I don't remember if I've talked about it on the podcast before. But I did do a short one that talked about time. Um, 
And so in the fourth dimension, Mm -hmm. time is a constant sort of spatially, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So we only experience one point of time ever. Uh Um, But in the fourth dimension, time is just always. You'd sort of see like a a snake of yourself both forward and backwards of time theoretically. Um, I would love to experience (laughs) that. It's like, (laughs) that would be awesome. But people have sort of had thoughts about how God here Mm -hmm. is a fourth dimensional being. Yeah. Who is able to, he, he or they experience time from beginning to end and see it as a constant. Right. And so, yeah, you're here then, but you will be here also then. over there. Wow. <laughs> oh my God, I think you just broke my brain. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is God. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. I think he probably is a fourth dimensional. Wow. Yep. Right, but then there's more greater dimensions. Are there like that. 80 dimensions or like infinity? It's. It's hard to conceptualize. Yeah, my because, brain can't do it. <laughs> uh, dimensions like we have them are directions. Mm-hmm. Um, so whenever you move forward or backwards, that's like depth. Whenever you move up and down, that's height. Whenever you move left or right, that's mm-hmm. width. So we have those things. Right. I'm doing a hand thing on a <laughs> podcast, which is audio. It looks pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I made a fourth dimensional cube with my hands. You can't prove it. <laughs> yes. uh, but, <laughs> um, but so in the fourth dimension, time is a direction. Oh. <laughs> I don't know if I like that. I do like it, like, to think about it, but you're right. It's hard to conceptualize yeah, yeah. because... I'm just like, how would that visually, audibly, how would it all look and feel and be? (laughs) It's crazy. And and that's where it's sort of difficult with our experience because we we only have Mm -hmm. this. (laughs) Right. Have you ever seen Lucy where they like like how we can only use 10% of our brain and then she could use like all of it? Mm. Um, so I guess that's kind of like going into that. I think it would be so cool if we could do it all and visualize it all. And <laughs> Right. Uh, do you know about the singularity? Mm-mm. Tell so me. So singularity is basically like if every sort of mind were to like go into one what? and have like in- – not necessarily infinite knowledge, but just right. all of the knowledge that we have. Yeah. Um, so it's feasible, I guess, hypothetically right now. Uh, not right now, but the way that we can conceptualize it is if we were to upload our minds to the computer. That is what I was just thinking. I was become... like, so basically the internet? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It is like <laughs> if you think about it um, – the internet is kind of like like if everyone were to log on and mm-hmm. upload all of their thoughts and stuff, then mm-hmm. it basically is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
in a weird way, we're we're already moving towards that mm-hmm. by having stuff like social media where people do just like, I had a thought of this today. Yeah. Post. <laughs> Post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. Um, but then we would all become one. Mm-hmm. So that's another sort of concept of God mm-hmm. that um, – because there are different concepts of, of God through different religions because – some people have seen it as God is just this other yeah. who takes part in our lives, but right. then other people see it as every like the universe is mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. And so, if we all become one, we all become the universe. Yeah. then we become one with God. Wow, <laughs> I like it. I think I think that's probably correct. <laughs> I don't know. I think everything's right whenever I think about it too long. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's probably how things are. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thinking back to aliens, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this is a... Uh, it's called the Fermi Paradox, which is... Uh, so, the universe is infinite. Mm-hmm. That's sort of the first thing about it. So given the vast expanse of the universe being infinite, then there's probably other life. Mm-hmm. So where is it? I don't know. <laughs> That's why I would jump down the black hole because <laughs> I think you would, like, pop right into a, like, alien suburbia. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, so the thing about – so people have talked about different reasons as to why that would be. One is – uh, I guess the biggest stretch, which is they're already here. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, two, it's like they never get advanced enough mm-hmm. to be able to like contact us. Mm-hmm. So maybe there's like a great sort of it culls civilizations yeah. or whatever before they get to be interstellar. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, I kind of have. Okay, so go this for is. It going to be a little bit embarrassing, but I have thought for the longest time, you know, the, like, they're already here or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, so going kind of on religion or whatever, you know, the Noah's Ark and the the water or whatever, mm. I was like, okay, so big stretch. What if that wasn't God sending the water and that was aliens? Because mm-hmm. have you ever seen deep sea creatures? <laughs> like, I think those those beasts are probably, I don't know. Like, if they were aliens, I would believe it. (laughs) But I also think that, like, there's probably so much life out there that, Mm -hmm. like, some of them probably aren't advanced. Some of them might be more advanced. Right. I think if the human race were to live long enough, make it long enough, we'd probably become advanced enough to Mm -hmm. venture out. Right. Far enough to know. If if we can. Because, like, going back to the Fermi Paradox, like, if there is a great culling of, oh, once you get to this point, this is the, either you destroy yourself or you make it through. Right. So. So maybe our bodies are too perishable to experience (laughs) it all, but I don't know. Yeah. Which is why I would upload myself to the singularity. I think I'm, I don't know. (laughs) That's where, like, as soon as I was just like, I think I might, my, like, religious was just like. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> That's what the devil wants you to do. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> um, well, 
I mean, because being one with the everything, right. I'm I'm open to that. Yeah. That's just me. Right. Um, But then the other part, um, I don't know if there's like a term for it. I haven't really heard anyone else discuss it, discuss it other than me who's thought of it. <laughs> I'm not the first one who's thought of it. Right. But um, time. Mm. Like, given how vast the universe is both mm. in space but also time. Right. Uh, humans have been around for like a blip. Mm-hmm. Right. The vast time of the universe. Yeah. And so it's like, here's the clock. Here's where it's, you know, all of the universe from the beginning to now. Mm-hmm. And, like, we're just the tiny, like, we're not even a second in the clock of the universe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. That's great. And, like, even just thinking about America, like, we've only been around for, like, not that long. Yeah. Um, and it, like, I don't know. It's crazy. I think, and, like, also, what if we're not even the first, like, we're over here being, like, like, if some people don't believe in aliens, they're, like, no, that doesn't exist. What if we're not even, like, the first life Mm -hmm. to be in our universe, you know, like, (laughs) like, if you believe in the Big Bang Theory or whatever, Mm -hmm. which, like, I don't know. I think the first part of the Bible could line up with Mm -hmm. maybe even the Big Bang Theory. Yeah. Um, so, like, what if, what if there was another Earth Earth. <laughs> I don't know. It probably wasn't called Earth. They probably yeah. thought of something really cool. And they probably were like, I don't know. <laughs> really cool where? I don't know. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, there's there's actually other stories and sci-fi and stuff. Mm-hmm. The the 60s and 70s were really good for science fiction for whatever reason. So. Um, yeah. But uh, <laughs> the... We're sort of like the second trial of humanity, mm, if that makes sense, yeah. or uh, or the third, or whatever yeah. it could be. Um, so it's just like in the the Halo lore. I don't know if you've played any video games, but <laughs> this, it, the, the lore in Halo actually goes pretty deep. Right. It's like humans were around before. As, like, this huge interstellar, like, species. And then there was this other species that was also like that. And then that other species got mad at the humans and reduced them to primordial beings back on Earth. But, like, Earth had already been established as this, like, highly technological whatever. Yeah. um, I'd believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, I mean... Anything is possible, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at. I think every every like anything that we can think of is probably out there somewhere. <laughs> um, what have you been listening to or watching or mm-hmm. again playing? If you play any video games yeah. that you want other people to know about, yeah. Um, trying to think. On the, on the science fiction thing, I think if you haven't watched Stranger Things, you probably should. Yeah. Um, have you watched it? You oh, like yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> I think that show is amazing. I think all of the actors are amazing. Um, I'm trying to think of, like, I really don't watch that much te- television. Um, I really like old romantic comedies from the 80s. Um <laughs> 
So that's kind of what I've been into recently. <laughs> but like music wise, I've been trying to branch out mm. some. I'm tired of what I've been listening to. <laughs> um, I'm very lazy when it comes to finding new music. So I'll just let Spotify play new stuff for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if I like recently, I've been listening to a lot of local artists just because mm. I'm just I'm like, if I don't support them, who's going to support me? Yeah. Um, so have you ever heard of Samantha Crane? Mm-mm. You haven't? Okay, so she's like, I think she's getting more into indie. She released an album in 17, 2017 um, that was more indie rock, mm-hmm. um, except there were some like slide steel guitar and stuff like that Ooh. in a couple of them. Um, but she's more like a folk indie rock type thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's fantastic, and her songwriting is really good. Um, but I kind of, I'm so lame. I stick with, like, the stuff that I do. <laughs> you know, like, that's the, I've been kind of listening to a lot of Nathaniel Ratliff, Liff, do you know? Ratliff? I think and so. And the Night Sweats? Yes. Yes. They are best band on the planet, probably. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, Them fighting words. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> Um, I think they're amazing. And Caden actually, well, I think Caden and Roslyn both kind of ganged up on me. We're just mm. like, you're not listening to him. <laughs> um, so now I'm listening to him, and I think he's the best thing ever. <laughs> so um, what about you? What have you been um, mediating? I fell back into Sunlux. Um, it's like... I first heard of Sunlux because of Sephra. Oh, really? Because um, I think, like, one of the first days of, like, class here, mm-hmm. she was like, I really dig Sunlux. <laughs> and I'm like, I wrote that down. Yeah. And, and But I'd, like, written it down and never got back to it. Mm-hmm. And then she, like, said it again at the start of another class. And I'm like, man, she really likes Sunlux. Yeah. And I wrote it down again. And then at one point, I actually listened to Sunlux. <laughs> and I'm like, whoa, this is really this good. Is awesome, I can see, yeah. The, yeah, why that is. Yeah. And that actually kind of falls into the whole, like, composer-musician sort of thing. Right. Sunlux sort of sits in between that, too, in that it started out as one guy. Um, uh, Ryan Lott is his name. Mm-hmm. And he just – he's a classically trained pianist, but – his first album is really uh, overproduced. That's usually a negative term. Yeah. But it's, he did so much with the sounds that made it really unique. Mm. Um, I'd love to listen to him. I'll have to write Sunlux, yeah. Yeah. S-O-N-L-U-X. Got it. Uh, There's a space, but. Oh, okay. And, their new album came out this year. I, um, as soon as you spelled it out, I'm just like, I think I've, I think I've listened to mm-hmm. like one or two of their things. Right. Yeah. Well, the other weird thing is that other like bigger artists sample them. Mm. Um, Fall Out Boy sampled them. Uh, Halsey sampled them, mm-hmm. and I think Lord did too. Yeah. Um. And they also have a version of a Sunlux so- song that Lord sang. Really? Which, yeah. So wow. Yeah. That's cool. Um, but Sunlux does just crazy stuff with 
production and composition mm-hmm. and instrumentation and everything. That's mm-hmm. that really tickles the composer mind and the <laughs> artist mind. Right, you get um, you get your fill. <laughs> yeah. And then um, Moses Sumney, um, mm-hmm. who he is this artsy as hell black dude that just like <laughs> he sings mostly in falsetto and he has a beautiful yeah. voice oh. and um that is you know how like we call musicians artists but right yeah he is an artist yeah <laughs> yeah um and that's something that like whenever i first listened to Moses Sumney Mm-hmm. Uh, actually stumbled upon him through um, there's this podcast called Song Exploder. Okay. Um, yeah. That's a really cool podcast. If you're already listening to it, it's, it's just like podcast. even if you don't like the artists who are on mm-hmm. there, it's still really cool to see like, oh, that's how they did that thing. And, right, and they so, kind of break it all down for you. And, and it helps to like hear their different methods mm-hmm. even – like songwriting wise, but also production wise. Yeah. Because they'll like, oh yeah, I first thought of this song whenever I was blank, and it's like, right. oh, this you know, yeah. chart topping artist wrote this song the same way that I write songs. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing all the methods is so good. Like whenever you are struggling yeah. um, to be creative, I think knowing different methods to try out is always. It breeds creativity, yeah, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a good podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, now it's been mostly that and still clipping because I love, I can't stop listening to clipping. Uh, <laughs> they also put, Sunlux and clipping have puzzles in their music. Mm-hmm. It's weird to say, but there's, um, with Sunlux, there's a melody from, his first album that uh, is snuck into a song mm-hmm. in every other album. Right. <laughs> That's cool. Um, and then Clipping had, like, almost literal puzzles. They put Morse code with... Uh, what's the... There's, like, a term for, like, Military like letter speaking like Alpha Romeo yeah 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 Um, they had a track with that uh, a track that had Morse code and one of the songs says the keyword to the Vigenaire cipher of the thing so it's like they put puzzles in the thing yeah and people have already like figured it out right and posted it and ruined it for everyone right but (laughs) but still like. Clipping is genius. Yeah, that's really cool. I don't think I would ever think to do something like that. So that's really mm. cool that they pursued being different and putting puzzles <laughs> in their music to keep right. it interesting. Um, well, no, because that's, that's something that I've kind of wanted to do myself. Plus, it also gives you something to do with the yeah. music because it's one thing to just kind of write a song and have that be the song. It's like, yeah, yep, like, guitar, drums, it. bass, whatever. Mm-hmm. It's all there. Right. But then 
the artist that really like makes something kind of the next level. It's like, mm-hmm. oh hey, there's thunder sounds and darker days that really mm-hmm. like makes it feel a lot more right. fleshed out. There's train sounds <laughs> and the thing like yeah, and I appreciate that about your EP. Um, <laughs> but like the artists that go the extra mile to like put something else in there mm-hmm. and make it more than just music right it becomes an experience it becomes yeah. something better than that yeah i agree that's important as a <laughs> music consumer to be able to experience and also like as far as like lyrics and stuff mm-hmm. like listening to a song that like I I remember in songwriting, I feel like all of my experiences happened in songwriting. (laughs) (laughs) But um, David played a song and then asked us all what we thought Mm. the artist was trying to talk about. And, like, I remember everyone was kind of leaning towards, like, a couple um, on a train or something like that. And then I was just like, I think it's, like, a a mother and daughter situation going on here Mm. because they never really assigned sexes and stuff um, in the song. And so I think that's – and the, that made me want to be, like, a better songwriter and just, like, yeah, write, yeah. write shit that is open for whatever you need as a person to – Yeah. So I think that it's really cool that even that you are <laughs> seeking out people who do that more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, can we talk about songwriting for a little bit? Let's do it. Um, Let's get into it. Because I – I relate to the way that you write songs a lot, too, because, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm 22. I haven't had very many experiences myself either. So, yeah, I'll just tell stories and make something up. Um, And so I feel like I've I've had the thought, but I haven't implemented it enough. Mm -hmm. I really like whenever songs change like one or two words in the chorus and it like changes the whole the meaning. The whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I've I I would love to write just a hard hitting song like that, you know? <laughs> like I I'm really big on writing music that kinda of, or at least now I am like like with Avon Lady, the 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 song that I have written recently that's not anywhere, and I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I wish it was because I'd probably listen to it, which is cheesy. But um, the verses and stuff are like, um, or the first verse is, she's knocking on your door. Um, I can't even think. But, like, everything's just like, what's going on? Like, mm-hmm. why is this? And then, like, whenever the chorus is very upfront and, like, like, the Avon lady killed her husband in the Navy, you know, like, <laughs> like, it's very just like, oh, holy shit. Like, that's, that's what that was all about. Um, yeah. So I'd like to get more in, in into it and like, yeah, yeah. just write a song that just fucks people up, yeah. <laughs> you know? And that's something that I find myself doing sometimes, too, It's that either I'll be really up front and then sometimes I'll just how can I make this as vague as possible yeah. but still have enough of the words there to be able to... <laughs> that somebody is just like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wow. exactly. Yeah. And because, I mean, there are some... Like, my favorite band is Radiohead. 
Mm-hmm. But I don't know all of the words to all of their songs. Yeah. And that's kind of not really the point either. Yeah. But their lyrics are also just so weird mm-hmm. that it's just, I don't know what the song is about. <laughs> like, there's yeah. so many songs that I've listened to, like, on repeat so many times by them. <laughs> and like, I still I have don't know. no idea what, what yeah. it's about. <laughs> I, speaking of Radiohead, I'm not uh, a re- like, I, I've listened to a couple of their stuff, but mm. I'm not, like, I couldn't consider myself, like, a big fan. But even just their most popular one, Creep, that's, like, mm. um, the I want to have control or whatever. Mm. You're like, control over what? What is he saying? <laughs> you know, like, like, I think that one's more pointed and, like, targeted towards, you know, like, it's not so much open up for mm. interpretation. But their lyrics are still vague enough that, like, Whatever you kind of want to have control over your life, you're just mm. like, oh, okay, I get that. He probably <laughs> means that he wants to end taxes or, you know, <laughs> like, n- not at all. But <laughs> um, but I feel like they're they're just vague enough to be yeah. relatable and yeah. to be able to connect yourself. That's something I, I realized about Linkin Park mm-hmm. uh, is that— <laughs> All of, at least earlier Linkin Park, all of Linkin Park lyrics were vague enough to mean anything. Right. And I think almost intentionally so. Yeah. (laughs) I hope so. That would be, I don't know. I think that makes a writer turn from just like an okay writer to exceptional. Right. So I hope they were, you know. The, the eighth grader inside me that rocked out to some Lincoln Park is like, well, I hope so because I was able to connect to that whenever I was 13. Right. You know? But then it's also different stuff. Like, it, it's weird. It's different layers of songwriting because sometimes you do want to be really vague, but then other times it's whenever you are really pointed and direct, it's mm-hmm. like that really hits hard too. Right. Um, and for whatever reason, I can't think of an example right now. Um but also sometimes songs are really pointed and direct for you. Mm-hmm. Like maybe, oh, this thing happened and I remember that the glass was turned over on the coffee table and like the blue liquid was spilling everywhere. It's like, mm-hmm. what is going on here? And it's like, right. no, but for you, that memory was like right there. Right. I just made that up. That's not a memory. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> blue liquid, what? <laughs> Um, but, um, uh, Adam Marquez, uh, uh-huh. told me about, uh, Damien Rice. Okay. And, um, Damien Rice's music is, like, he's very much, like, guy with a guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, he's Irish or Scottish or something like that. I think he's Irish. Yeah. I think, yeah. Um, his songs are really specific Mm -hmm. like a very specific situations in his life (laughs) but it's also like whenever you listen to it you feel the pain and whatever that he was expressing right then even if you never lived through right so it kind of makes it um worth your listening experience you know Um, (laughs) but i think i think you have to have a certain charisma to write songs like that like he like he does he he can put the emotion behind it yeah um, I feel like people who have been through shit can like just write it 
just write a good song, <laughs> you know. And um, even though, like, I've never been through anything, um, just listening to it, I can, like, break down and cry if the song's good enough, yeah, you know, yeah. and if they have enough conviction in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you can pull off a really specific song, but I couldn't. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. What's the last song that made you cry? Um... Uh, um, I'm trying to think. Okay, uh, Oil and Lavender, or Lavender and Oil by Nathaniel Rat- Ratliff, <laughs> or Cliff, I don't know. Um, <laughs> and it's so, like, it's kind of an emo song mm. or whatever, like, um, or not, not the vibe of it at all, but, like, the lyrics and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was just, like, listening to it and for some reason connected to it in mm-hmm. some strange way, even though I've never lived through anything that that experience was about. Um, mm-hmm. It just, it hit home Yeah, for me. I cry a lot in the car <laughs> um, listening to to music, and every now and then I'll just, like, hear a song and not even care what it's about. I'll just be, like, listening. I think Tyler Childers, do you know him? Mm-mm. He's a um, kind of a folk rock singer. Um, I don't even care what... Words are coming out of his mouth, but he just does it with so much conviction that I'm just like, oh, there's my heart. Yeah. <laughs> what about you? Last song you cried to? Um, Santiago's a man. He doesn't cry. No, I, I definitely <laughs> do cry. And um, no, I actually really, as weird as it sounds, like I really enjoy whenever a song yeah. makes me cry. Um, yeah. Probably... Uh, Present Tense by Radiohead. Um, really? It's from their most recent, two years ago, album, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. which that entire album is just sadness. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> I have to listen to it now. <laughs> um, but Present Tense is is strangely, I mean, it's it's happy. It's a good song, but it's it's mm-hmm. like grounded in a in a sadness. That yeah. Um, and it just, um, in the, like, bridge of the song, he says, in you I'm lost. Um, I won't step out when the penny drops. Uh, I won't stop now, won't slack off, or all this love will be in vain. And Mm. that line, like, really hits me hard. Yeah. Um. It hits me hard both knowing the situation of the song, but also having the context of, like, I've been with my girlfriend for eight Um, years. And so, like, if that were to go away, that would hit really hard. Right, (laughs) yeah. Or all this love would be in vain. Right. Dang. Like, like (laughs) if you can't make it through, like, you said the penny dropping or whatever. Um, Yeah. I think that would probably, if I was in an eight-year relationship, that would probably hit home with me. Right now, I could probably listen to it and feel nothing. No, okay. <laughs> um, But then also, like, with the song itself, like, he was on the brink of separating with his wife at mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. whenever the album was made. Uh, and then they put out the album, and then they got divorced, and then she died. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like all of that sort of hits. Oh, yeah. that is so sad. <laughs> yeah. 
But yeah, that that whole album just just hits really really hard. <laughs> yeah, well, especially if he's in that kind of mindset whenever he was going through the writing process. Yeah, exactly. I could imagine. <laughs> That's intense. <laughs> um, but then what's? I don't know if anyone else gets this feeling, but there are times whenever I'm listening to a song and whenever something like sounds really good or feels really good, I'll like physically and like verbally go, ah, yeah. like, <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, what's, what's the last song that made you do that? <laughs> I'm trying to think. There sometimes just m- melodically somebody will do something or have like a little like flick in their voice or something. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Yes, this is why I should listen to music 24-7. Um, the last song I can remember just going kind of nuts for is Passenger has this one song that's, like, about, I don't know, finding a love or, like, a love in a coffee shop or something like mm-hmm. that. Um and I forget the lyric, but something about the rain. Like, he, I only came inside to get out of the rain. Um, but now that she's here, let it blow. Yeah, let it, something mm. like that. And I'm like, whoa, like, yeah. that, that yeah. was amazing. That was such <laughs> a great way to put everything because mm-hmm. it just, like, it just set up everything mm-hmm. visually for a song. That doesn't have any visuals, yeah. <laughs> you know, like while you're listening to it in your car. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was the that was the last one that I was just like, that was perfect. He couldn't have written that <laughs> any better, you know. Yeah. Um, what about you? Um. There's. I'm trying to place when. So I'm, I'm thinking of two different ones. Um. The first one that I thought of is um, there's this clipping song called Our Time. And uh, clipping tells a lot of stories, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's it's weird because clipping is a rap band. Yeah. Whatever. Uh, but there's not that much rapping in it. It's really the, the chorus that has, like, this female singer on it. Mm-hmm. And um, whenever the final chorus hits, there's, like, this really distorted, I don't know what it is. It's it's a synth or something, but mm-hmm. it, it's just, like, you have to listen to clipping really loud. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but whenever it hits, it's just, like, ugh, it, it yeah. feels like the song should Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then um, I think I can't remember which Sunlux song it was, but it was a Sunlux song that just mm-hmm. like, again, all of the sounds that they put together is just right. really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And maybe I get a, a lot more out of sonic things like i get that feeling more out of uh-huh. sonic experiences rather than word experiences right um but there are times whenever uh like a line that i've heard so many times will mm-hmm. like hit me and i'm like 
Oh. Like. Oh. Yeah. Like a song that you've been listening to for so long, and then you finally realize that they did something clever with the lyrics is amazing. But I get it. I get it most of the time with, um, like, melodies and stuff, too, Mm -hmm. or instrumentals. But I've never, like, I can't. It's just so quick that you're just like, oh, my God, this it like makes you feel just mm-hmm. pure happiness whenever something happens melodically. But I can't think of like any specific song. Yeah, yeah. You know, because it just kind of I think you have to be in the right mindset, too, mm-hmm. to be like, wow, that was freaking yeah. great. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I don't know why it's always like love stuff that hits me really hard. Because mm-hmm. you're in the, love. Yeah, Aww. I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's a... But it's always, like, a lot of context to it. Mm-hmm. Because it's it's never just the words itself. It's, like, everything surrounding it that makes it that much heavier. Right. Um, there's a, a clipping song that... Uh, the... Onboard computer on a spaceship falls in love with an escaped slave on oh. the ship. It's a weird story. Uh, <laughs> um, but, like, at the start of the song, she's, like, reporting back to, like, whoever is mm-hmm. supposed to be in charge. She's, like, warning, mothership reporting, like, this guy is taking over the ship. Mm-hmm. But then by the end of the song, like, a lot of time has gone by. And she's like, hey, everything's fine. Do not pursue. And if you do, I will have no choice but to destroy you. And then the line, this love will be defended at all costs. Do not fuck with it. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just like, ooh, ow. Right? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Felt that one. Yeah. And I'm sure that goes for everyone who is a music listener which is probably everyone. Yeah. But, like, you have to be in it to mm-hmm. feel it the right way. Yeah. Um, unless it's something like like just a feel-good song that I think everyone— mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. you. Like, if you were depressed and you were listening to a feel-good song, you'd probably be like, this is trash. I want to listen yeah. to Adele. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think um, for, for me— a band that gets me the most is um, why am I forgetting their <laughs> name? They have a song called Shark Smile. Hmm. That's all I can't. Big Thief. Oh my uh, gosh, I hate myself for forgetting <laughs> that. Do you listen to Big Thief? <laughs> you don't? Okay. Um, they have just so many, like, their lyrics are pretty weird mm-hmm. and it's kind of like, like Shark Smile. What? Right. What? Um, but, but they, Whenever the song calls for it, they'll do, like, just this crazy, like, electric guitar thing that mm. I'm like, this is why I'm in music. And <laughs> this is amazing. <laughs> um, and I think I can be in any mood and listen to Big Thief and be like, this is perfect. This is mm-hmm. great. <laughs> is there is there a song that you've made that you feel like could be that for someone? Oh my god! I hope so. <laughs> um, like this is your your time to like brag. Like this song <laughs> is the shit, right? <laughs> I feel like swim personally for other musicians. After I finished it, I was like, I 
if I ever make it, you mm. know, and like many people are listening to my stuff, I hope this song can be like a motivator for a young girl wanting to pursue music mm-hmm. because like the my favorite line and so I feel so such a dork bragging on myself. Um no, but I my told you to brag <laughs> I know. About um but my favorite line in that song is and I'll be real nice, act like a woman should, except for saying a few words only a sailor could. And after I wrote that I was just like that that is relatable to me, but I, I hope to God it's relatable to somebody <laughs> else because like such a thing that's been a theme in my life is how a woman should act and mm. stuff and how you should be as a girl. Um and I I just want I just want one person to be like, you know what? Like I can relate to that. And I feel like at my gigs and stuff, whenever I get some smiles or laughs mm-hmm. or giggles, um, during that line, I'm like Oh, yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I love that. I don't think melodically I have reached reached uh, the skill set that I need mm. to give that to somebody, right. though. I don't think I can write. Mm, I mean, maybe. No, I don't. I think, <laughs> I think my voice is unique enough for somebody who listens to it and has never heard me speak or know me or whatever, mm-hmm. maybe to be like, wow, that's really good. I hope, I hope. <laughs> um, but I I haven't reached it melodically. And that's that's the next goal as far as like practice time and mm-hmm. stuff for me um, to just get really freaking good at hitting people with my songwriting. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah. not the songwriting, but like the melodies. Yeah, and, yeah. You know. <laughs> But yeah, I think swim. I think swim. Have you ever listened to yeah swim? Yeah, your EP more than a few times. Yay! (laughs) So should you, listener. (laughs) Um, But I think, I think that's the one that after it was done, the reason why I put it in was was solely to hit somebody, you mm-hmm. know, other than myself. Because there's a lot of, like, stretches. Like, I didn't leave home, but the course is I'm leaving, never looking back, you know, mm-hmm. something like that. Um, and I don't think I ever could leave home. I went to Nashville in the early spring, and I was like, this is terrible. I hate <laughs> this so much. Like, And it was only for a couple, it was, like, for six days. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I could never do this. <laughs> this is not for me. But I think if I ever went on tour, you know, it would be different because I would be doing things that I liked and spending time with people that I like. Not that I didn't like everyone in Nashville, if you're listening. I don't know <laughs> um, <laughs> how broad this bit depth community is. But if you were in Nashville with me and I went to, like, a songwriter retreat, there were yeah. just some folks there that wanted to hit it big. And I was like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't particularly super relate to swim, but I really really hope somebody else does. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if I have a song that's out that does that, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a song that I perform, but what? Okay, so yeah, yeah. what are themes in your music? Do you write a lot of love songs? Do you? I. 
I can't write love songs. I don't yeah, know. love yeah. songs are hard. Yeah, if you're not in the <laughs> pop or country community, right, I think yeah. love songs are hard. Um, so far, it's a lot of like hypothetical situations or characters or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, one of the first songs I ever wrote was like, I heard this story. I think. Tom Hanks was on a podcast telling about yes. how <laughs> there was an argument at NASA about whenever they changed the logo a little bit and people were upset about it. And so I extrapolated that situation into like a whole bigger thing as if like NASA shut down because they were cha- <laughs> like changing the logo. Right. Um, but like that's that's a really old song. Yeah. Um, but now it's it's turned into more like um, I wrote a song from the perspective of a drug addict. Right. And I've never been a drug addict, but I've I, written one from the perspective <laughs> of a drug addict. Yeah. Um, and I feel like uh, that song's called "The Vicious Cycle." I feel like mm-hmm. that one. Uh, I really get into it, mm-hmm. and I feel like that one hits hard. And I feel like there's a lot of good lines in there. Yeah. Um, and then. Uh, another one from the perspective of uh, a soldier uh, who comes home with PTSD and like mm. then like the ghosts of the people that he killed like wow. come back to him and like oh my god I'm gonna write all of <laughs> Santiago's songs now these are all like <laughs> such good stories um, but that is a lot of where it's been coming from I just try and find something like ooh that's a that's interesting thought to follow go on right. with that right um but it's a little bit I think I'm trying to make it more than just telling a story but always relating it to like something like mm-hmm. hey we could be doing this better as a human like race as everyone yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um so I mean like the the song's called Trauma with mm-hmm. from the point of view of the soldier, it is kind of like, Hey, like why are we doing this to people and right. just having Anyways. them come home and not be able to deal with anything? All that mess. Yeah. But <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a great perspective on the whole thing. You know. I feel like there have been many songs about war that few have been from, like, mm-hmm. after the fact. Most of them are, like, during it, you know? Yeah. So, like, that's pretty cool. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I think, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for doing this with me. No problem. It's it been a, a lot of fun. We, we yeah. ran the gamut from uh, <laughs> trying to get gigs to space, space and, and songwriting. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Covered uh, all the bases today. Where can we find you and your things? Yeah, find me on social media at Keith Lee Music if you want to. Um, if you want to find my EP, Mama and Pops, you can stream it or you can download it. You should download it and purchase it from <laughs> um, Apple Music, Bandcamp. Um, you can stream it on Spotify. Um, just look up Keith Lee. Oh, I should spell Keith Lee because it was spelled at a gig just recently so terribly. So it is K-E-A-T-H-L-E-Y. How can someone... 
Like, I mean, it I, was, guess, okay, I guess they Okay, so can. it was spelled K-E-I-T-H-L-Y. I think they just were like, how do I spell Keith again? And then they spelled Keith, and they were like, Lee, this is easy. You know, <laughs> like Keith. Yeah. Keith Lee. Yeah. I don't, it was, <laughs> it was a lot to handle. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, find me anywhere you want to find me. Cool. Yeah. Um, so, again, thank you for doing this with me. No problem. I'm Santiago Ramones. I'm Maddie Llewellyn. You can find everything that I do on my website, SantiagoRamones.com. You can listen to this podcast through Apple Podcasts, on YouTube, on Stitcher, or through my website. And all of those things, you can leave comments or reviews, and uh, you can say nice things. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I also have music. You can download or pay for my demo called Songs with Words. Um, I always end my podcast with my three things. They shape my life philosophy. Those three things are love never fails. It's going to be okay. I might be wrong.